It's time for that sports show, not just any sports show, not this sports show, but that sports show. I'm your host, Jeremy, The Impact York. This is Impact Media's weekly show all about everything sports. Tonight, we are going to talk Atlanta United. We are going to talk some Atlanta Braves. There's some NFL things to get into Uh However, we are going to start with the we're going to start with the elephant in the room. But before we do, the elephant in the room, by the way, is the uh, rugby ATL uh, recent news that we will get to. But first, I want to tell you how you can be a part of this show. You can email the show three endzone at gmail.com. It is the number three e n d z o n e at gmail.com as you guys have found out I'm the one who replies to probably about 95% of the emails about 5% no reason to reply that's pretty much why I don't reply to all of them uh, you can also search for us on Facebook you can search for Impact Media or That Sports Show and if you are a avid listener as all of you are You can, uh, if you just want to click a link and listen to a show, uh, we love you guys just as much. You can go to our Twitter account at Team Impact Media and click on the appropriate show you want to listen to and listen just as many times you want. There is no cap. If they, uh, if anything goes on with any of these links, let me know. I'll send you a direct link if I have to. Um, you can also follow myself for uh, show-related things and non-show-related things. Like a couple weeks ago, we were at the Mucha Lucha ATL show. It was an absolute blast. Absolute blast. We've got some other stuff coming up. Uh, just mainly it's my personal account that I try to post some of the fun stuff that I end up at and uh, sometimes get to cover. And just sometimes random fun things that uh, I hope you guys are into. It's uh, It's mostly about trying to uh, show you guys some really cool stuff. But if you do want to follow me on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram at the Impact Ninety Nine, that is T H E I M P A C T nine nine, and you will find me. I think right now it's a picture of me and uh, the villain Marty Skrull. I believe is the. I believe that's the profile pic. Uh, and then also, you can find us anywhere you find the podcast, including Spotify, Podcast One, and the iTunes Store. Now, I don't always start off with rugby, but this this needs the opening segment. This this needs it for sure. And I promise you guys, stick with me to the end of this, uh, rugby ATL fans. It's it's gonna get dark for a minute. But I promise you, if you've ever been to Six Flags here in Atlanta, it's just like Monster Plantation. Starts off really great, and it goes into that kind of dark, scary forest, and then you come out the other side, and then you go through a weird cave, and then you're done. But no cave here. 
So, I've covered rugby ATL for the last three years, last three seasons. I didn't cover them their inaugural season because by the time uh, I was starting to get connected with the team, that's when that uh, global pandemic shutdown happened. So they're only about three games in. So, I've covered them for the last three full seasons. Um, I'm not affiliated with the team. I just freelance cover the team. want to go over that again. A lot of you guys think I work for the team. I do not. Uh, it does give me some liberties. And, of course, it, uh, it uh, doesn't give me certain access to, to, that some of you guys think I have. I appreciate that you think I have it, but I don't. Um, made a lot of friends, made uh, a lot of acquaintances, a lot of really good people associated with Rugby ATL. Some still are, some uh, some are not. But anyway, I woke up with the same news that you guys did the other day. Um, in one of the fan groups, uh, one of the... Uh, louder voices in the fan group had posted that he saw something on Reddit from a pretty credible source. It was up in Toronto, which I believe is MLRs ran out of New York, I thought, but it could be Toronto. Anyway, he was hearing that Rugby ATL had a new owner, which, let's start there. When we unfortunately lost uh, the great Marcus Calloway, couple years ago he was the original owner when uh, he unfortunately passed away uh, rugby ATL needed an owner to keep playing you can't function without an owner for one you need the bankroll you need the money you need the leadership there's a lot of stuff you need uh, you need an owner so MLR kind of scrambled kind of looked around uh, rugby ATL kind of looked around too uh, the league came up with the idea, or at least they, they all agreed to this idea, that the owner of the New England Free Jacks, the reigning, defending, undisputed MLR Shield winners this year, the, uh, the owner of them, his name escapes me, it's not that important to this part of the story, I apologize sir for not knowing your name, love to have you on the show. You could probably shed a lot on this too. But he said he would, on a temporary or interim basis, take over the take over the the reins, so to say, for, for a year or so. Uh, and it'll be in two years, I believe. So that that saved him, right? But I, I don't know if it's they weren't seeking another owner to take it over, if they couldn't find one, if MLR was just hoping he would just keep both teams. Uh, MLR, I, I just got to bring up the fact that the last time I remember the same person owning two teams, you disqualified both for last season. I think that was uh, Austin Gilgronies and the L.A. Galatinis or Galatini something. But L.A. and Austin, owned by the same guy. He was unfortunately committing the same 
uh, stunt basically with both teams uh, that, that uh, jeopardized them and basically because those two teams folded the Chicago Hounds got a pretty awesome team and we'll get to them in a minute too but so this this guy takes over as a, a temporary basis and I don't know if he informed the league or they just heard or whatever it was but a handful of months before the end of the season he said this was the last year that he would be running rugby ATL he wanted to go back to run the free jack just the free jacks didn't didn't want to run both understandable and at the time there there was no owner I mean there was but the, I mean he was the owner but then we wake up to find out that they have a new owner. All right. Hey, new owner. That's great, you know. We can get everything rolling again. Um, there's a couple members of the organization that I have a uh, sit-down meeting with. Kind of kind of in, informal. It's, it's not, you know, we're not talking about groundbreaking things here. But I was just supposed to basically go catch lunch or coffee with a couple of them and uh, talk about some, some things we wanted to do in the future. But then we hear the follow-up that there's a new owner, and he wants to relocate the team. Not wants to. He is relocating the team. Yeah. That one, that one hit. That one hit hard. So, I'll be honest. When I first heard it, um, I did some digging. I put some feelers out because uh, it's not that I didn't believe the, the, the fan that posted it, because he, he, he's posted some good stuff. He's, he usually does. Um, but I, I double-checked it, fact-checked it, and found out that it was true. Uh, initially, I can't lie, about the first 30 seconds after I confirmed it, I just kind of sat in a chair and tried to figure out if I needed to make an immediate plan that would that would uh, directly affect Impact Media and me, and then cover the team, or just just in general, you know, I thought about me for for thirty seconds. Let's I'll be honest, thought about me. After on that thirty first second, I started reaching out to a couple of the uh, members of the organization that I am closer with. Uh, that I talk to on a regular basis, whether it's about rugby or not, and um, that's what I thought about, is all the people that this is going to impact with this team. You know, how many of the players are going to relocate? How many of them are just going to hang them up? I mean, you know, Kurt Coleman called it a career. He was a fantastic uh, player, uh, even better human, just absolutely great, great guy. He hung it up a couple weeks ago. Congratulations to him. Um, I've seen where Alex Mon has pretty much said that if the team's moving out of Atlanta, that uh, he's just going to go further into his business ventures. He kind of hinted towards if he had a little bit more money, he would have tried to make a move, maybe. Alex, I appreciate that. But 
so we know new owner we know teams relocating um like i say i have i have uh either text or spoken to a couple other members of the team and the organization our conversations will stay private because uh i mean out of fairness to them that the alex was was um he posted on social media in fact in the fan group he said thanks for everything and thank you alex mon because what i said is absolutely what I believe. You are uh, an unbelievable human that I am fortunate to uh, get a chance to chat with all these all these years. And I uh, wish you the best in your future ventures. So we're definitely into that dark forest part of the ride that I mentioned. <laughs> I think they even redid the ride now, but we're definitely in that dark forest part. But through some other posts I saw and I followed up on a couple of them once again I have to keep a lot of what my conversations with these people I gotta keep a lot of it private but I have it on very good authority by uh, some people with connections to the team I can't say what kind of connections but uh, it's it's credible that there are some members of the organization right now and some others that have maybe been a part of it in the past that are looking for investors to basically bring a team back to Atlanta. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves because I know you guys are like, oh, oh, we're getting a team back. Oh, man, we're, are we still going to play at Silverback? Oh, are, we, uh, are, are all these players going to come back? Let's Let's car before the horse car before the horse what I'm saying is that for the 2024 season there will more than likely probably not at all be a MLR team in Atlanta let's let's stay there that's all but a fact at this point also That does not mean that if the proper channels are followed and the right ducks are put in a row that for the 2025 season or 26, there is the potential for a team to be back in Atlanta. So some of you that were upset about the rebrand, I'm sure they would uh, reach out to you guys about potential that once again car before the horse but if a team did move back here if you guys would favor the green or the red and black or the purple and orange for all that matters but I just wanted to share a lot of that with you that's what I know to this point and I have spent almost 13 minutes <laughs> trying to do the best I can with this um, but that's 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 what I know to this point I still have other feelers out uh, I still have a couple other people that I have not reached out to that I will very soon I still do have that uh, informal lunch brunch coffee with uh, some people with the team um, so hopefully I will know more soon and if you guys know more please share as you uh, always do in the fan groups or or if you just want to tag me in stuff that's even better because uh, if you tag me in something, I will follow up, and uh, I'll even do some more digging if you uh, are pointing me in the right direction. 
But for now, the team has a new owner. That's confirmed. The team is relocating. That is confirmed. Where they're relocating, no idea. Who the new owner is, no idea. MLR has just put these random blanket statements out. Kind of calling you out here, MLR. This is, uh, you got the draft coming up in like a week and a half. I mean, that's a whole nother pickle to be in. But I have it on pretty good authority that there are people working behind the scenes to, because this team is, is pretty much out the door. And it wasn't nothing the fans did. It's not because Atlanta's a bad market. I'm pretty sure this team is going to move to L.A. Because MLR wants another team in L.A. so bad that it's ridiculous. And I get it, the L.A. market and all that. But uh, I don't know why you couldn't add an expansion. So instead, like I said, team is relocating. New owner pretty good authority that some people are working to bring a team back and once I connect with the people that I think are involved once I confirm that um, you can bet that I will be throwing my hat into that ring as well because I have been learning rugby almost on a crash course I'd, I've watched on TV before but until I saw it live I didn't get it I didn't quite understand what's so special about this game I didn't meet some of you guys and what it means to you and see what it did for the community and the surrounding area and uh, th this I took this a little personal like you guys did but you have it on my authority I have it on public record as soon as this show is is released to the public and uh, I will not go back on this statement if there is a way to have a professional rugby team in Atlanta and MLR, then I am going to do my part to make sure that happens. To absolutely make sure that happens. So keep on the up and up, guys. I appreciate the reaching out and the support that some of you guys have, have uh, showed my direction. And we're going to figure this out. We're definitely going to figure this out. Uh, but just wanted to get that out of the way and wanted to do that first because I, I feel like that's, of, the, of of you guys, of my audience, I've brought so many of you guys to rugby and to checking it out. Some of you guys have come checked out games. Some of you have uh, really gotten into it. You just watch it on TV. Uh, maybe you just follow the uh, the interviews and the videos that I do. But you've gotten into it, and then, you know, and then this big change. So just wanted to, to, to come on and address that, and I feel good about the future of rugby in Atlanta. But for now, I'm going to tell you to follow the same advice that was posted in a couple of those rugby ATL fan groups on Facebook. If there's not an MLR team to cheer for, there are collegiate and local teams cheer for those I guarantee there's one in your area I found out there's one 20 minutes from my door and I didn't even know they were there until I saw them on the list I'm gonna reach out and I'm gonna see what's going on with them obviously here too um, as far as I know Matt Heaton Captain Matt Heaton is still going to coach Kennesaw men's rugby 
which means I am going to try to be a part of that as well. You will see me out there for that, uh, along with KSU hockey and KSU football. Any of those three things, please come out and support. If you're going to be at those, shoot me a line. Let me know. And uh, love to meet up. Love to uh, love to say hey to a lot of you guys. It's always fun meeting you guys. But uh, just like I said, I feel good. I feel good about the future. Not necessarily about the present, but about the future of Atlanta rugby. So let's let's move into something that uh, does or does not have a uh, a great present as well, and that's uh, that's rugby ATL. Rugby ATL has had a rough go of it. There have been injuries. Um, Pineda, the head coach. To me, he's trying to do the best with the players he has, but he can't run the, the scheme the way he wants to run it because he doesn't have the right kind of players. But there has been a mass turnover in the last handful of weeks and throughout the year, so I feel like he's getting there. But I talked to Atlanta United fan earlier today. She is a supporter and has been in the supporter section since day one, which just means that she has been there since day one because to me you can sit at your house and watch a game or you can sit on the field and watch a game and to me your fandom is not determined by how many games how much money you spend things like that and she's not this way uh to me your fandom is to how much you care about um being involved with the team she's very lost she's a big fan uh but here lately Atlanta, it's like if uh, if uh, Yakamakis and Almada are not at the top of their game, then just the offense has been stalling out. Tyler Wolf has had some, some good moments. Um, there's been a couple surprises here and there, but there are some new faces. But just in the last, God, the last three games they played, they lost to Orlando in Atlanta they went to Miami and got caught up in messy mania and basically watched Messi score two goals and assist the other two I get it he's the best player in the planet I, I understand that he's he would get my vote for that I'm, I'm a bigger fan of Messi and I think he does more than Ronaldo Ronaldo's really good Messi's probably the best in the world I understand that but you you can't if you're going to play the game you can't watch the game and I believe a lot of the players were doing that. And uh, so that was part of your group stage in the Liga's Cup. So you had a chance to save face against Cruz Azul. And that one goes to penalty. And you lose it in penalties 5-4. to four. I do not blame anybody who missed a penalty. I do not blame Brad Kuzan. Kuzan's an all-world goalie. If you did not have Brad Kuzan, you might lose majority of the games 5-2. to two. I, don't know, I don't know if he scored two. Um, but Guzan has, has uh, more than done his part, so, you know, the office back about it. Well, the problem, you see, they, this was last Saturday, just a week ago. Well, their next game is not till August the 20th in Seattle. Next home game is not till the 26th of August. That is a Saturday, uh, and that will be against Nashville, who... It's kind of had a rough go of it, too, but 
you know they want to knock you off. Then they actually finish up uh, on the 30th, which is a Wednesday, against uh, Cincinnati. But, like I said, there's been some... There's been some, some new players added. Got the... Uh, the uh, guy from France, the midfielder. I forgot his name. I'm trying to... I know we got Sabo. I know we also added... Sabo is a pretty good midfielder. Um, we have uh, Eric Centino. Tristan, there he is. Tristan Mumbaba or Muyamba. That's how you say his name. Tristan Muyamba uh, Nikita. Uh, who's the other one? There was another one. And you guys are probably yelling at, at me through the thing. I can I can hear you. I uh, I hear you. Um, what is that guy's name? Oh, producer Sassy is on it. She's going to help me with this. Yeah, here we go. They, I think they basically uh, mutually agreed to terminate the contract of Eric Lopez. They permanently transferred Marcelino Moreno to uh, Coritiba FC in Brazil in the uh, the Serie A. There he is, Zand Zandi Silva. That's who I was trying to think of. They have added him. And uh, Saba, is it Lobjanzi's? But uh, they've added Saba. He is a Georgian player. He's going to be fun. He looks like a little fireball of energy. Um, of course, uh, Zandi Silva comes from uh, Porto, Portugal. Jamal, that's the other one. Jamal Tier. I think he's he might be the striker that we went for but we needed more firepower we need more help in the in the midfield because a lot of our midfielders were doing basically the same thing and they weren't being effective even when they were doing the same thing so um, they're not far they're not far down the the rankings either right now Atlanta United sit in seventh, which means they would be the last team in the playoffs. They currently have a three-point lead over Chicago in eighth. They are one point behind Columbus, one point, or two points behind Orlando, three points behind Nashville, uh, five points behind Philadelphia, 
and eight points behind New England. That would be in New England's in second. You're not going to catch Cincinnati, who has 16 more points than you. But that's fine, because at this point, if you face them, you face them. You know, once you get into the playoffs, it is what it is at that point. The rankings don't matter. But uh, a lot of the teams around them have a game in hand, which means they have played one fewer game. Um, a lot of the teams below them, a couple of them above them too. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. But this United team is going to look a lot different. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. And they might sting a few people here and there, kind of dis- be more of a disruptor team. But next year, you give, you give Garth Lagerway an offseason he just gave him a transfer window, and he he uh, addressed a lot of uh, different just kind of random you know holes in the boat they had. So we'll see how these pan out. And then you give him an off season to kind of move some other people around. I think this is going to be good. And when Pineda finally gets the players that fit what he wants to do, you're going to see uh, a different United team, and hopefully one that scores a lot more points and wins a lot more games. But for now, we will see how that goes. Uh, what a, let's go Braves. We'll finish up NFL. The Braves are by far the best team in baseball. There's a couple teams that uh, I think could could give them a fun series. Texas, Houston, maybe Baltimore on that side. Um, I would say Milwaukee, but they trounced Milwaukee. And uh, the Dodgers might put up a pretty good fight. But right now, the Braves are 70 and 38. They're 11 and a half up on Philadelphia, 14 up on Miami. And uh, the Mets and Washington are probably fishing by now. It just fell apart for the Mets. Just crazy. But here's one thing. The main thing about this is this Braves team is loaded. And a lot of Braves fans are upset that the Braves didn't really make any big-time moves at the trade deadline. Well, what were... You know, what were you expecting them to do? They have solid pitcher rotation. They could use maybe a couple of relievers here and there. Everybody could. But, I mean, you've got Sean Murphy, one of the best catchers in baseball, backed up by Travis Darno. By far, he could still start in this league, and he, he chose to be the mentor and backup. Uh, you go to the infield. you got Austin Riley at third. How are you going to get better there? You've got Arcia at, sh- at short. How are you going to get better there? You got Albies at second, and you got Matt Olson at first. Yeah, that's the all-star team. You guys remember? A couple weeks ago, that's the all-star team. Speaking of all-stars, you go into the outfield. Ronald Cunha Jr. is your right fielder. He's probably the MVP of the league. Michael Harris the second has been holding down a solid center field. Uh, Rosario has, has been your left fielder a lot of times. And he's he's just hitting the cover off the ball. Marcelo Zuna, whether you like him or not, and personally I don't, uh, he can still hit a baseball. 
a long ways. The other night I was at a uh, birthday party for a, a close friend, and the establishment we were in turned the Braves game on, and I watched Marcelo Zuna hit not one but two home runs that I'm not sure a guy in stilts could have caught. So, Braves fans, what did you want him to do? Go get a couple of relievers? Because you're getting Max Freed back pretty soon. Soroka still has uh, the potential to come back and do some stuff. You know, you, you already have, I mean, maybe a closer, but you've, you've kind of kind of been doing that already. What, they were using um, uh, Iglesias, right? Iglesias has been saving a lot of games. So, I think you, I think standing pat is what you needed to do. A couple years ago, when you redid the Anthopolis, did the redid the whole outfield, and then you won the World Series. Well, you needed to at that point. Uh, at this point, Acuna is healthy, and Rosario and Harris are way you know their wars off the charts. They're way better than almost anybody you could replace them with. Brace fans, be glad that you're you're this good. Be glad you're this good because you know there are Mets and Diamondback fans out there and Cubs fans that uh, are already looking towards football season because their teams are so far out and so far away that they're not going to make it. They're just there's not a lot of reason to watch the rest of the rest of the year. I do think the Braves have a very good chance of going all the way to the World Series and probably winning it, but, you know, cart before the horse again. That may be the name of today's show, cart before the horse. Uh, but good luck, Braves fans. We keep following along with you guys, and it's been a uh, fantastic season. Fantastic season. But all right, a couple things in the NFL I want to get to, and then we will get out of here tonight. Uh, it's good to get all the shows back in this week. I would look for board check sometime tomorrow night, and we have some guests that we are we have all but confirmed. You will should start seeing some guests on some of our shows in the next couple weeks. We hope. Uh, NFL though, let's start first with Jalen Ramsey with the Dolphins. Uh, in practice the other day, he tore his meniscus. He's going to have surgery. He tends to think he's going to be back in December. The way meniscus injuries go, especially, uh, I think it was a complete tear, enough where he's having surgery, he's pretty much done this year. How does that affect the Dolphins? Well, the Dolphins are considered one of the better teams in the AFC this year. They will more than likely win their division because they are by far better than the Patriots. They... They are better than the Bills, and they're definitely better, better than the Jets. So they should win first in their division. Having Ramsey out changes a little bit because he was one of the anchors at safety that they had where they can just set the safeties and then play all kinds of fun coverages underneath. Well, now you only got one of them back there. So it's going to change the defensive scheme a little bit change the way things are done just a little bit but I still feel good about the Dolphins they may make Darius Rucker cry but they're going to be entertaining this year guys the Dolphins are a team that is on the up and up I think the Falcons are also one of those teams 
Uh, Falcons fans think of it this way. If Desmond Ritter just completely blows chunks, just, just awful, right? If he is, Taylor Heineke can more than likely take this roster to a deep playoff run, if not further. And he's no world beater either. He's a good, solid player. If Desmond Ritter is average, then you guys are going to make a deep playoff run. Well, that's what Taylor Heineke can do. If Desmond Ritter's an average, average in the league, if he's the 18th best quarterback in the league, if he's the 15th, if he's the 20th, then you guys are looking at a potential deep playoff run. It's you and the Saints for this division. It ain't going to be Tampa, and I think Carolina, you were going to see a little more dysfunction. Falcons fans, you guys should have a lot to look forward to. And if Desmond Ritter happens to be the 12th best, the 10th best quarterback this year, look out. This team is ready to explode, and I believe they're going to. Like I said, Dolphins, they're going to play a little different because Ramsey out, but between the Dolphins and the Falcons, they are going to be a lot better than they were last year. Both teams, I believe, are playoff teams, and they're going to be fun to watch. I think they play each other at some point. Maybe preseason, though. And then lastly, the big hot topic, of course, is running backs and how they basically get screwed by the system, and I absolutely agree that they do, but you guys are going to have to figure out a way to fix it because the owners don't want to mess with the CBA. The Players Association has to kind of step on eggshells because if they negotiate to get you guys better compensation and deals, well, it's going to take away from somebody else, and then they're going to be upset. It has to be a big balance, and it's just it's unfortunate that you guys are about as expendable as punters and kickers but, you know, running backs just go out there and keep balling out and staying strong and see if you can get some people to negotiate on your behalf or maybe you guys create your own running back union and negotiate yourself. Maybe it's three-year contracts coming out of college where you can get that second contract faster. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's certain concessions like that. But this all stems from... Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the league. He plays for the Colts at the moment. I say at the moment because he supposedly said he wants to get traded. Well, the Colts have a problem because Jonathan Taylor spent a lot of time holding out and really trying to make a stink, and he was doing a good job with it, and I commend his effort. Well, a lot of times you just go, well, then they just give all the reps to the backup. Well, the backup got seriously injured the other day when a I guess he was sitting on a jet ski and another jet ski slammed into him and hurt his leg pretty bad or something like that. So technically the Colts' first two running backs are not there. One's holding out because he wants a better deal and the other one just got banged up in a jet ski accident. I know they've signed other people but I just talked to a Jaguar fan earlier today, and I said, look, you guys should win your division hands down, but you should do, you know, add them to those. Jacksonville, Miami, 
Atlanta. Those are three teams that I got my eye on this year, and you should have your eye on too. They were going to be loads better than last year. But I told them, I told this guy, I was like, well, I said, Duval. That's that's all that matters. I said, Duval County, uh, great fan base, everything down there. I was like, you guys, you guys should win your division because everybody else in your division is shooting themselves in the foot. You've got Houston. They're just bad. They're trying to get better. They can't get much worse, so they're trying to get better. I think the coaching change and some other things, I think it's going to help. They're, gonna, they're not going to be dead last. Uh, you got Tennessee, who can't figure out the Derrick Henry situation, among other things, and they'll just keep going backwards as well. I think they peaked already. Uh, and then you got the Colts, who, you know, they finally get a quarterback, and then now they can't get a running back to show up to camp. And if he does, he's injured. I just uh, I feel like Ursay is a lot like Jerry Jones in Dallas. That sometimes he gets a little too involved. Sometimes Ursay likes to run his mouth a little bit, and usually gets him in trouble. So NFL's just around the corner. Hopefully your fantasy leagues are are getting started. I know the few that we have around here are starting up pretty soon. Wish you guys the best in that. And I hey I will take your fantasy questions. If you send them to me, uh, if you find me randomly on the show, I'd love to have those those kinds of discussions. But uh, NFL's almost here, guys. It's going to be great. But that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, shout out to all you amazing people who make it so much fun to come on here and uh, just talk about some of the greatest games and the greatest teams around here. Uh, remember, it's not doom and gloom. We have we have made it through the made it through the dark forest of this amusement park ride. We are uh, we are coming to the the uh, the light. We see the light back to happier things. But this has been that sports show. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. <laughs>